raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Kyle Bailey with you. Five o'clockers, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, a lot more to get to. NFL Combine news to catch you up on. And we'll talk some college hoops as well. The net rankings in the crosshairs of some national media earlier today. We'll get to all that. And, of course, the ACC hoops action here in the region. But we got the Hornets tonight. They're back at it. They're going to run it back with the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip-off is coming up at 7 o'clock. I've got you for the pregame, 6 o'clock, right after this show. Uh, Travis T-Bone Hancock will join me for that. And, of course, course at least once a week we try to check in with Hornets head coach Steve Clifford and he's back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline coach how you feeling this week feel good Kyle thank you uh it's good to have you man this has been a lot of fun coming out of the deadline coming out of the all-star break um you've won five of seven you and I talked I think pretty recently about how the locker room has changed but uh you know it also the last couple of games has seemed like the offense has been a little bit more difficult to come by you you did get a win in there in these last three but the offensive numbers have kind of dipped is that as simple as you know needing some help to to get back out there on the floor shots not falling What, what what are we looking at here well, I mean, I think a little bit of it, we're not playing with the same pace that we were, um, you know, for this seven games. The first four games, we played with a lot more pace than we did the last three. Um, some of that is, uh, you know, getting the ball out of the net. You know, for instance, in Portland, we played a really good defensive game, but they did have 22 second chance points, you know, and that's a lot of possessions where it's harder to run. Um, you know, the other night, frankly, in Milwaukee, you know, we just lacked the, the, the energy that it would take against a team like them to play good offense. But we had a good session here today. Um, you know, we're in the middle of 14 and 18. So it's a little bit of a catch 22 in that, uh, you know, we, we don't have a lot of practice time right now. So it's critical that we have good shoot arounds or walkthroughs. And I thought this morning was really good. Well, I mean, we've watched you play a couple of games. You've played really solid defensive basketball the last couple of, of games as well. Is that all about buy-in? I mean, are you asking these this group of guys, this iteration of guys, to do maybe some different things than you were before the trade deadline? Why has this team been so efficient defensively? Well, I'd say it's a number of things. We're actually not doing we're not doing anything any different. Um, I would say this is first of all the Grant Williams piece where he's so verbal. Uh, and such a good organizer defensively that he's helped a lot that way. I think the second piece, and you see it more and more, is that Cody Martin's getting healthy, and he has been just, uh, you know, elite defensively. You know, he's guarded ones, he's guarded twos, he's guarded threes. And when you have somebody like that who has the ability to at least make it hard on a primary score in this league. It makes everything else a lot easier. And then the other part is though, is that just the other guys, you know, we brought in older guys and they're, you know, they're experienced. Um, they're used to doing things like with schemes and everything, but as much as anything, we've guarded the ball better and we've helped better. So, um, you know, our defense, I think, in these seven games, we've been, we're third or fourth. Um, 
And we were in the top 10 offensively until the last two games. But I think that we have the potential to, to be good, you know, at both ends of the floor. Um, and tonight, obviously, is a great test because they're, you know, they're a terrific team and they have a confidence level right now where they know uh, how good they can be. And you can see them growing as you watch them on tape. Steve Clifford, Hornets head coach. He's with us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I'm glad you brought up Grant because I did want to ask you about that. After the Golden State game, there was that dust up there at the end. Draymond Green had some words about Grant and kind of seemed like he was warning him from, I don't know, following in Draymond's footsteps or, you know, there was an implication there that Grant wasn't really a tough guy type. I know the NBA is different today than it was 15, 20 years ago, certainly when I was growing up in terms of, you know, the physicality and those enforcers and things like that. But, um, I'm trying to think of the right way to ask this. Is that kind of what comes with Grant? Did, do you expect that sort of thing from Grant? What did you make of what Draymond had to say? I didn't, I didn't see what okay. Draymond said. Okay. Um, but Grant does bring, you know, a level of physicality to the game for sure. I mean, he hits first. Uh, he's very strong, but he also, you know, he knows how to use his strength. Obviously, there's there's possessions where he's given up a lot of size, um, but uh, you know again he he's experienced he's played in big games and he knows how to use that and he's not going to back down. Um, so I think that's a it's a good thing. Um, you know I think in that game you know I I don't what happened at the end of that game I don't think was a big deal at all. Um, it happens in these games as you know. It happens a lot less frequently than it used to a few years ago. But um, but anyway, I, I I don't see him having, you know, problems with officials or anything like that. I just think – but he, he does bring a lot to our team in that way. Steve, how much growth have we seen from Nick Richards this year, especially now that he's been in this role without Mark Williams that I don't think any anybody over there hoped for or anticipated? Well, I think that it, it's been great for him because just the experience of playing all these minutes – you know, playing against starters um, has been, you know, good for him. You know, going into last year, he had played very little last year. Uh, you know, he he got, you know, solid minutes as a backup. But this has been, you know, really, I think, good for him. And, and I think he's done well. Uh, and I think he's grown a lot. How do you help a guy like Brandon Miller? And, and I'm not suggesting that it's happening right now necessarily, but you know people talk about the rookie wall. Rookies have never played this many games in the NBA. He's logged a lot of minutes. Is there any discussion about uh, you know being preventative about that? Have you talked to him about that? What does that look like in your eyes when we talk about a rookie wall, or is that just a made-up thing? Oh, I think it's a very real thing. Um, but I, you know, I actually think he's handling it well. Uh, I am trying to. We are trying to play him a little less um, because we can now, which will be good for him. Look, he, as you know, early in the year when we had all of those injuries, I mean, he had nights he was playing 38 minutes, mm -hmm. which is a lot. Plus, <clears throat> the other part for him, Kyle, as you know, is he's not just playing minutes, but we're going to him. We're playing through him a lot. And he's had nights where he's also guarding the other team's best player. So his workload has also been significant, but you know, listen, he likes to play. He likes to compete. Uh, he never says anything. And he was very lively out here this morning. So 
I look for him to have a big game tonight. All right, a couple quick things. We'll let you go. And uh, I, I know you probably can't tell me when Lamelo's coming back, even though it's the question I get asked a ton on the text line, and we talk about on the you know the, the airwaves daily here. But in terms of when he returns and folding back in, and uh, have there been any any discussions about that? You know, what does that look like at this stage in the season, given where you are? I mean, how do you to bring, if it happens soon? Let's say, uh, what's the plan to bring Lamelo back in? Is it anything specific? Well, I, I would say that the advantage of him coming back is simply this, is, you know, last year was a total summer of rehab for him, which is a lot different than a summer of player development, of skill development. And what I'm hopeful of is, regardless of whether he's able to come back or play to not that, that he's in a place physically and mentally, you know, where the summer can be about, you know, getting your game together and getting your rhythm back because um, that's so important for him. You know, if you remember early in the year, you know, he's so talented and he's worked so hard over the years to develop, you know, this skill level that, you know, he wasn't himself for maybe the first, I don't know, four or five games. Then he played better. His last nine or ten games, I believe I'm close on this, I think he was fifth in scoring in the NBA, fourth in assists in the NBA, mm-hmm. first in crunch time scoring, and first in crunch time assists. And we won a number of close games there where, again, we were not full strength, where he was just phenomenal. Plus, his defense had been a lot better uh, than it had been in the time since I've been here. So he was on his way. I mean, if you played, you know, say 75 games, at the level he played those, whatever it was, nine or ten, you're talking about, you know, first, second, third team all NBA probably. Um, so I do think that if it does work out that he can play, I think that to me is the advantage. If he can go into the summer where he feels good about where he's at and he can just concentrate on his skills and his body, it's a big advantage versus going into the summer where he's still worrying about just trying to get healthy. Last thing, uh, you saw Milwaukee the other night. Clearly that one got out of hand early. Um, you'll see him again tonight. Just from, you know, for, from your perspective, how's Milwaukee changed since Doc took over? Uh, well, it looks to me like that they're, they're um, going back a little bit more to like the Lopez pick and roll coverages that they used with Bud, where he's dropping a little bit more. Um, I would say that, and, and, and again, Carlos, you know, we had played just two days before, so it's not like I watched 10 of their games, sure. right? But I would say the other part right now is without Chris Middleton is they're really playing a lot through Damian Lillard early in games, and he's delivering just like he did against us. I mean, he was great early, um, the two games that I watched before that, and he's just a handful. I mean, his pick-and-roll game is – you know, people, people view him as a shooter, which he's great with unbelievable range. But it's the driveaways, it's the dribble arounds, it's his ability to make plays when he's deep. I mean, he's just such a great, great player. Steve, we appreciate it. Good luck tonight. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank you. Steve Clifford on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, 704-570-9610. Uh, texters hitting us up during the course of the conversation there. Uh, mailman, mailman was going at Steve, and he said uh, – he said, man, listen to this guy's sound. No wonder the team isn't motivated. Sounds like the Visine commercial. Can you imagine trying to be attentive? He's sick, man.
He, he's bad. Like, he's actually sick. He's battling an illness right now. I, I think the guy feels like crap. I'm being honest with you. I mean, and it makes sense. We're in this time of the year. We're, you know, we're starting to get to allergy season. He's been traveling across different atmospheres in different parts of the West Coast. He's gone from the West Coast, Utah, Golden State, Portland, Milwaukee, back to Charlotte, all in the span of a week. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect this time of the year? Not to have allergies? <laughs> when you do that? Allergies. Yeah, allergies. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. 704-570-9610. Hit us on the FanDuel text line. Uh, Todd in Harrisburg said he was incensed. He said, if he can come back. WTF is wrong with him. Uh, damn it. Is there an ankle injury we don't know about? It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous at this point. Like, it, it, there's there's a reason that everybody's looking at the, the organization and at LaMelo with a lot of side eye right now. It's like, bro, what's, what's the deal here? How long could your ankle injury? We see you warming up. We see you bouncing around out there getting shots up. And, and I hate to be the back in the day guy, but I'll, I'll do it. Back in the day, if guys were moving around like you in pregame, back in the 90s and aughts, they played, bro. They played. So who's in your ear? How many voices do you have in your ear right now? And are trying to advise you on what to do, when to go back in a lost season. Uh, well, Cliff might not be here next year. So, bro, when you get the bag, when you're made the face of the franchise, things are expected of you, even at 22 years old. I, I'm, I'm not turning on him. But it's gotten to be ridiculous. And I understand why people are fed up with this. I I don't think I'm owed anything about his personal medical history, you know, as we talked about yesterday. But there are people out there that pay a lot of money for season tickets, for individual game tickets to go watch this team play, in large part because they want to see this guy. And we're getting nothing about why his ankles still aren't sturdy enough for him to play basketball a couple of times a week. It's absurd. 704-570-9610. Texter also hit us up. And said, uh, hey, KB, just tuning in, uh, probably missed the new GM talk. What do you think? We did talk about it to start the show. We we did talk about it to start the show. Uh, Jeff Peterson, according to Adrian Wojnarowski earlier this morning, will be the next head of basketball operations, GM, president of basketball operations, GM and Pobo. Um, I, I'm not going to sell the I'm not going to sell the hire to you. I'm not going to sell you on Jeff Peterson. But I think there are things to like. He's the he's a young guy. Um, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski used the phrase meteoric rise in the NBA. That's accurate. That's accurate. He's 35 years old. He just became a GM. He's been the assistant GM in Brooklyn since 2019, meaning he was an assistant GM at 30 years old. He was the assi- there at 30 years old. He was an assistant GM before that in Atlanta in his 20s. Like this guy has rocketed up the the ladder in the NBA. He he got there because I talked to some league sources throughout the day today who know him. Um, you know, he got there by cultivating relationships. He's well known around the NBA, well liked around the NBA. And I think being young in this league is going to help him do a lot of business. And because he's already cultivated so many re- relationships across the NBA, I think this is a guy you can count on people picking up the phone when they call. Now, listen, it's a professional courtesy in the NBA or any other sport that when the GM of a team calls you as the GM, you pick up anyway. But I think people will be receptive to his overtures, to his inquiries about trades and players and such. Also need to point out that uh, not only was he there in Brooklyn when KD, Kyrie, and James Harden were there as the three-headed monster, but you know all reports indicate, and I spoke to two people today about this, You know he was very hands-on with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. 
which ultimately didn't work out the way they wanted it to in Brooklyn. But the point is, he can manage the huge superstar personalities coming in here and and dealing with Lamelo and Brandon and Miles, and th- it's not going to be too much for him. So there are reasons to like this hire with Jeff Peterson, but he's completely unproven beyond that. We'll talk about it more next, and we'll catch you up on the latest Sports Radio ninety two seven WFN. Coming up on a Friday edition of the Mac and Bone Show, we're going to get you set for the weekend in sports. From the Combine to the Hoops to Charlotte FC, all on Sports Radio 92.7 WFND. I'm going around this Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ, where I'm getting flat earth text right now on the text line, uh, which is actually very topical, but it's not for the reasons that you might think. Uh, big thanks to Steve Clifford, Hornets head coach, for hanging out with us. We had a text for a couple of minutes ago. Where did it go? They were you know, talking about flat earth stuff and uh, Kyrie and, oh, what was it? Oh, it was the new, the new general manager, head of basketball operations for the Hornets, Jeff Peterson, coming down from Brooklyn. Somebody made a crack about working with Kyrie and flat earthers and, uh, that reminded me that um, the world has apparently gained a new flat earther today at the NFL Combine. Uh, Tyler Owens. Is it Tyler Owens? Yes, Tyler yeah. Owens of Texas yeah, Tech. Yeah, Tyler Owens, Texas Tech. He is expected to be potentially the fastest 40-time runner at the Combine. That was an awkward, awkward way to say it. Um, teams love him you know, for his athleticism, his burst, his speed, all, all those obvious reasons. And I'm not sure that this matters in terms of who takes him, but this man went to his job interview today. And told his potential employers that he believes the earth is flat. You guys are discussing that you don't believe in. Nah, I don't believe in space. Like, you know, I'm a religious, so I think, like, we're in strong right now. I don't think there's, like, other planets and other stuff like that. I don't know. But what, what led you to that point to believe that? Well, like, I really, I thought you should believe in, like, the heliocentric thing. Like, he's a problem and stuff. But then, like, I started seeing, like, flat earth stuff. And I'm like, it was muddled audio. Okay. You couldn't hear, you probably couldn't make it out that well. But he's like, yeah, I stumbled onto some flat earther stuff and uh, I thought they were making some valid points. But if you missed it before that, he says, I don't believe in space. This man doesn't believe in space. Yeah. We'll try to get better audio of that tomorrow. So he, he, he doesn't believe that space exists, that other planets exist. He believes the earth is flat. Which is hilarious because the joke started popping off like, man, if he's that fast, he better be careful. He doesn't run off the edge of the earth. Like, don't, don't start flying out. This man went to a job interview. Now, granted, you know, he doesn't have to worry about that when he plays football. But he told his employers, I don't believe, I believe the earth is flat. I don't care. Dan Morgan, cross him off the list. Please. Like, just, or just somebody buy him a telescope. Please. Or show him some satellite imagery. <laughs> Something. It's so, AI generated. Like, it's just so, I, 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 I'm going to get off this, right? Love is blind is more interesting than this, but it was just so funny. It's like, bro, like the Aztecs figured out they could put a stick in the ground and look at shadows and figure out that, oh, we're a heliocentric planet. We revolve around the sun. They could figure it out all those years ago. And this guy's like, yeah, I stumbled into this Facebook group and they made some valid points about the earth being flat. What are we doing? What are we doing? My here? favorite part about the flat earthers is they never outright say they're flat earthers, but they also say, you know what? The some people, they made some, uh, Interesting points, you know? This is some interesting, yeah, some interesting points. I'm not T- saying it. Uh, TC just came at me with KB. Aliens really don't exist. Wait, I think the government admitted they do. Okay, that is not the same thing. Good Lord. Good Lord. 
um, that's that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Uh, Seven hundred four number says I've done the research. The Earth is not a globe rotating around the sun. All right, let's leave it alone. Let's leave it alone. Let's go to the phone lines. Dog is up next. He wants to talk about the Hornets. Dog, what's going on? What's going on, my brother? Hope y'all having a blessed day. You too, buddy. Um, yes, sir. I got three things, man. One, the court storming. I ain't get to talk to y'all all week, but the court storming thing, 20 seconds on the clock. Just let it be known to everybody. You got all this modern technology, all these big old scoreboards. You can do a countdown and make it even better. They got 20 seconds to get off the court. Okay. And two, the uh, the handshake line at the end of the game is is more uh, physical than the court storming, if you ask me. Check it out and look it up. Okay. And, uh, okay. And your boy, um, LaMelo, I told y'all last year, man, he doing the old, I'm not going to play, so I'm going to make everybody mad at me where they want to run me out of town, then I get traded and get to go to where I want to go. I, I've been saying that, and I think it's true. You think he's trying? You think he's one, trying to coordinate his way out and make us the bad guy in the process? Exactly. Okay. Okay. And the last one: if somebody don't go get David Tepper and send him to a damn alcohol rehab, him and Jerry Jones, four percent, bro. You gonna raise taxes? The price is four percent, and you ain't, man. You ain't won but what? Six, seven games in the last two years? Come on, dude. You can do better than that. You should have gave him a discount. That's what I say. But y'all play with that, man, and uh, y'all have a great weekend, bro. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Look, there's no way to spend it. it. Raising prices at all for a team this bad is egregious. I don't care if the rest of the league does it. Uh, truth is that pro sports fans, they got you by the short hairs, man. They're gonna it, So long as you keep signing up to be uh, to be human ATMs for these, these organizations, they're going to keep doing it, man. Like... <laughs> If you missed the first, was it the first hour of the show that Susie, the bail bondsman, called in? Was it the first hour? Uh, yes, right before we had uh, Carla on, yeah. Okay. Uh, Susie, the bail bondsman, called in. Not only did we talk about her favorite chase story as a bail, we're going to play that in the rewind, right? Yes. If you can, stick around to the end of the show. Here in about 25 minutes, we are going to play part of Susie's call where she called in and said, being a Hornets season ticket holder is worse than being on drugs. Um, told us all about how they're raising her prices and giving her less. And then I said, but are you are you going to keep buying tickets? She said, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to keep going back. Well, as long as you keep doing that, they're going to keep raising prices. That's that's how it works. So it's it's not right. It's ridiculous. There's no real justification for it other than they can. And they think that, you know, they, they think you're not, if they think you're not going to come back, then maybe they change, but you're going to keep coming back. You said it. 704-570-9610. Uh, hit us up on the FanDuel text line. 704 number says, totally agree with the caller about LaMelo. I will say this. The one thing I worry about a bit with LaMelo is the way he grew up is so, let's use the word abnormal, I guess, or different from most everybody else. He grew up in a famous family. Like Part of his childhood was documented on a reality show on Facebook. His brother was already a star, uh, got to the NBA. His father became a media sensation. He's from the West Coast. He's obviously got other interests, like he's wearing his own clothing line on the bench during games, and you know, that's not that, that, that's deliberate. I, and I don't begrudge him the right to have a side hustle or do other things, but like 
is the $200 million cut, was that the destination? Does he feel like he's there? Like he's made it? Because this should be just the beginning once you get the contract. You talked a big game when you got here about how you're old school in your mentality. Remember that? Yep. The Joe, the Joe Varden piece a couple of years ago. LaMelo told Joe Varden of The Athletic, I'm old school, man. Didn't he do that with Tyler Tynes too? Probably. Something like that, yeah. But he told Joe Varden, I'm old school. I feel like when you get drafted in a position like I have, you know, you, you stay where you are and you build around the star. He said, I want to be built around. I'm old school. I don't want to team hop. I don't want to ring chase. I don't want to go team up with other superstars. I, I want to do it the old school way. I mean, was that all just hot air? Was it all just BS? I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to turn on LaMelo Ball, and I'm not planning to. But this ankle injury stuff's getting really old really fast. What, what are you, I mean, are you, there's no way you're just secretly tanking in a draft that's this lowly regarded. Why? Why? You just hit on Brandon Miller. You've got LaMelo. It looks like you want to keep Miles. You drafted Mark Williams. So in case, unless you know something about the long-term prognosis of Mark Williams, maybe. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't keep stacking talent, but tanking? Why would you do? So get on the floor. Why are you, you get paid insane sums of money to play basketball a couple of times a week. How frail are your ankles? Well, and it's one of those situations where he's probably seen what's happened with his brother. He knows that just getting this one contract is not going to help you. Because, unfortunately, Lonzo hasn't played in two years. We don't know if we're ever going to see Lonzo on the court again. And this is legitimate yes. with Lonzo. Like with Lamelo, it's like, dude, we just saw you take up shots two nights ago. Sure. We've seen you been working out. Well, what, What's the hold up here? Woody from, my guy Woody from Stanley just says, why can't we question the organization? We can. The Hornets get questioned all the time, Woody. Stanley forever. But the, the Hornets get questioned all the time. In fact, the Hornets get beaten up all the time. And, and a lot of it they deserve. They know it. But isn't it kind of convenient if you're LaMelo that if you really did want out to pull this little routine and use the organization as cover? Because if he went out to Golden State and did this, well, he doesn't fit in. He's not part He's not part of the culture. Draymond would call his ass out. Right. Would this, would this jive in L.A. with LeBron? No. He probably wouldn't want to do that, how many other pla- How many other places would he be getting away with this? And I, I want to be careful when I say that. I don't know how his, I'm not in his body. I don't know how his ankle feels. But I tell you what, somebody pointed out earlier, hey, Dell said that Seth had the same injury, you know, and he worked his way back and worked his ass off to get back out there on the floor. This is a 22-year-old we're talking about. He didn't snap your ankle. He didn't shred the ligaments in your ankle. We're told you sprained your ankle. How much longer could this possibly be taking? And what's behind it? So when you say, why can't we question the organization? That's all we ever do. And maybe it is their fault. But isn't it possible that, you know, if he really has some sort of beef or there's some issue internally and he's not sure if he wants to be here and he's disgruntled in some way, it's easy to sit back and let the organization take the bullets, take the shrapnel, because they always do. I tell you, this next year or two is going to be massive for what the future is for LaMelo Ball. I think the next year determines whether or not LaMelo Ball is going to be here long-term or not. Yeah. I'm starting to get to that point in some ways. Domestic dispute and waiting has been telling y'all he's complacent. A true competitor would be out there for his team. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Sirloin Hater says, I'm with LaMelo. I don't care what some guy who goes by dog thinks. Bro, you don't go after dog. Not on this show. No. Not on this show. Dog is royalty on this show. All right? That man is royalty. Uh, 704-570-9610. Oh, and, and by the way, also, I would when you say, why can't we blame the organization? Bro, they're getting a fresh start. 
They are getting a fresh start. They've got new ownership. They're get, they're, the arena is getting a facelift. They just turned over the roster. There's a new young GM coming in here. And heck, that's probably not, he's not even going to be GM. He's the president of basketball. Right. This isn't the same yeah. old stale Hornets we were talking about four months ago, three months ago. They're making changes, real changes. So when you say, why can't we blame the organization? I don't want to anymore because there's reason to be optimistic. There's change. There's churn over there. It's happening. He can be, he should be a huge part of it. He needs to develop chemistry with Brandon Miller. And he's still sitting on the bench. Why? Somebody say something. Somebody say something. Because saying nothing is speaking louder right now. 704-570-9610. Now, Woody says they could tell him, they could be telling him to sit, is what I meant. What would they gain from that? The only reason I think they gain from that is draft position. If that's truly what they're coveting. And and you know what? Maybe there is there is a player in this draft that they're in love with, but nobody's in love. I mean, there's not a consensus top three or top five in this draft. Not even close, much less a top one. So I, I just don't I don't understand. I don't get it. 704-570-9610. I, I think he's got too many voices in his ear. People trying to influence him. I know there are some people over there in the building frustrated with this situation. I know there are. I've talked to them. They're frustrated with this situation, as they should be. By the way, again, Hornets and Bucks tonight, tip-off at 7, pregame coming up in 25 minutes. Travis T-Bone Hancock joins me. Oh, and speaking of, uh, if you can, I heard Bone say this this morning on the show. Uh, I, I just sent over a, a video to him myself. If y'all can tag Mark from Gastonia in a tweet and send that guy some love, we'd appreciate it. It's at Mark Baker 6060, at Mark Baker 6060. Uh, MFG, Mark from Gastonia, longtime staple character, you know, bit player on the station, diehard Charlotte sports fan. MFG is, uh, he's battling right now in the hospital. Um, he's in a real battle right now. So Bone is taking it upon himself to make sure that MFG gets all the messages, gets all the love that we send his way. So if you can, if you're on Twitter, uh, or if you know Mark, but if you're on Twitter, it's at Mark Baker 6060, 6060. Send him a message. Tell him you're thinking about him. I, it would go a long way to keep his spirits high. Yeah, we love Mark Baker around here. Mark from Gastonia. MFG, the hot take kitchen. By the way, you, you forgot to mention, former WFNZ employee. Mm. For about a week. Yeah. All right, let's go to smoke on the headlines. All right, Kyle, with uh, the combine taking place, that means we're getting a lot of news about uh, what could potentially happen next year in the NFL, not only with some free agent signings, but with some of the rules. And Jonathan Jones has been on the case for that one, as the NFL has tested optical tracking on line-to-game rulings at MetLife Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium, and at the Super Bowl. So basically Vegas, Miami, and uh, Met, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And if there's support from the NFL team owners, we could see the chain gain become a backup as early as this year. That's awesome. Sucks for a chain gang, but that is awesome. So is, how close are we getting to actually having a tracker, like a, a tracker inside the football, like we see in tennis? I don't know, but this is one of those times. Like, this is one of the areas where it doesn't make any sense that the technology hasn't been deployed in this way. You want to talk about integrity when it comes to things like betting. If you want to jump in bed with the gambling companies, this is a way to inject even more integrity into, into the sport, man. Whatever sport that is, use this technology, please. 
What else you got? And Jonathan Jones also speaking on NFL and rule changes potentially. It seems like, according to him, there is no movement on changing the rule of fumbling the football through the end zone and resulting in a touchback. You losers have to deal with this for another year, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you done? Is that it? I actually got one more. Uh, LaMelo Ball and Mark Williams are out tonight, but the Hornets have recalled Nick Smith Jr. from the Swarm, so we might be able to see the other first-round pick uh, tonight, depending on how things go. All right. Um, our guy Amit over at Graham Street Pub just texted me a picture of him and AD from Love is Blind. She used to be a bartender. Yeah, she's, she's been one of the stars in that show. No, I know, but you know, a lot of I, I've had a lot of texts throughout the show, more than most people realize today. Like, KB, what'd you think about Love is Blind yesterday? I never thought I'd be in this position talking reality dating TV on a sports radio show. Same. But because it's a Charlotte-based cast and show, I dove into it headfirst, and I have no regrets. It has been absolutely amazing from start to finish. It's been, And I will say this, even if you hate it, you don't like it, the production team at Netflix did a tremendous job showcasing the city on that show. Oh, those aerial shots of Uptown? Charlotte's never looked prettier on a TV screen than Netflix season six of Love is Blind. It is just, it's it's trash TV, but it's hilarious. You you see spots all over the city popping up. Oh, that was it. Um, Who was it? Jimmy. Jimmy Presnell took uh, Chelsea. Yeah, uh, Megan Fox. to, (laughs) To McCoy Smokehouse. Shout out Ryan Register and McCoy Smokehouse Saloon. They they catered my uh, my rehearsal dinner for my wedding. I love those food. guys. And oh, so yeah. they walk in as soon as I see that handicap ramp in the front of Smokehouse. Uh, as soon as I see the, I was like, I, I know where that is. It's awesome. I love it so much. Talk sports guy says talk sports. No, you shut up. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This is Grant Williams of the Charlotte Hornets, and you're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. I'm stylish. Glow. Talk big t-shirt, Billy. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Talk crazy when I pull up in sight. Mile high. Run that back. I'm stylish. Glow. Talk big t-shirt, Billy. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ wrapping up this show, but we've got the Hornets pregame show in 16 minutes. Tabone, Travis Tabone Hancock is back with me at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, we got the Hornets and the Bucks round two. You will hear from Doc Rivers, Steve Clifford, uh, Bobby Marks earlier today with Wes and Walker. A lot of good stuff coming your way from 6 to 7 tonight. And then a 7 o'clock tip between the Bugs and the Bucks. Sam Farber will pop in as well and... Uh, we'll get ready for the, tonight's game with him. 704-570-9610. Feel free to hit us up. Uh, 704 number said, KB, did you talk about Brian Burns posting hits at return on IG? I think he's just talking about the uh, the series of photos on Instagram. I have seen them. We did talk about them a little bit earlier in the show. There's been no definitive announcement, but uh, let me pull these up just so I can accurately state what they are. I think it was a series of three Instagram stories that said, uh, here it is. He posted himself in uniform and said, through the storm, dot, 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 next photo, the return of the next photo, and then he's doing the Spider-Man post. So it seems like he's saying the return of the spider. It would indicate And this was hours ago, like what, six, seven hours ago? Yeah, around noon or a little bit before that. All right, so this was sometime about midday today. Brian Burns posting those images saying, through the storm, the spider is back. 
and he's in a Panthers uniform doing the Spider-Man pose that my daughter's doing now in the living room. Uh, she does. She watches Spidey and Friends on Disney. This is the exact same pose I see every day. And, and so, yeah, I, that would seem to indicate good things, but there's been no... Watch them announce it in like 14 minutes when, we, when they think... Like, <laughs> they'll wait till the end of the show to announce it. You watch. I'm so, calling so, it right now. They will announce the Brian Burns thing in like 15 minutes when the show ends. You watch. I, I want to make this a promo so bad, and then I'll be 15 minutes later... Oh, they signed a deal. They're, as you're doing the minutes week. later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know. Does the Spidey, uh, you know, does the Spidey signal mean it's a $27 million deal or a $28 million deal? I don't know. That's the question. Is it four or five years? But then, no, it's it's one of those things where we can say, oh, he posted this, but it's like we have no idea what it means. Yeah, I mean, it would seem to – what else could that possibly mean? I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it couldn't mean anything different, but he knows what people are looking for. Yeah, he knows cryptic sales and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, essentially, it's like the line from Will Ferrell in Blades of Glory. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Hmm. That's essentially what these messages are and all these tweets that you see during this time of the year. It's when you're unfollowing your team on social media, no one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No one knows what it means. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? Those NFLPA grades. No, we haven't really talked about that. No. I forgot about that. Are you interested in those? Uh, it's more like the player experience. And I know people are laughing about David Tepper being rated above the Glazers and the Hunts. I, I mean, J.J. Jansen will talk. If you want to listen to a great perspective on it, J.J. Jansen was on with Mac and Bolden. Yeah, we got to talk about that some more. Tomorrow. I, I think it's a good if you really want to say, oh, does this impact free agency? Like outside of not having, <clears throat> excuse me, not having a turf field or not having a actual grass field and maybe some of the uh, stuff on the stadium kind of being out of date. Seems like everything seems pretty fine here. I heard the cooking got better apparently. Uh, mm. And plus, they're not having, they're not making kids, they're not paying for kids to be at daycare like the Chargers are. But then again, I guess that's what the Chargers do after having to deal with Philip Rivers for nearly 20 years, and Antonio Cromartie. Well, that 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 that's that, 20. That daycare thing's big, <laughs> man. I, people without kids don't realize. I mean, daycare for multiple kids. I'm going off on a tangent. Daycare for multiple kids is more like double most people's mortgage. It's crazy. It's uh, crazy. In that sense, I think my parents were right to have a six-year gap between me and my brother Holt. What are you trying to say, Smoke? I'm just well, just saying, saying I did it wrong by having back-to-back-to-back <laughs> kids. Is that what you're saying? Back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back AAU national champions, intercourse MVP. I was just I was just going to say you're almost like Chris Berman at the home run derby. Back, 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 back. Oh, I told Aaron Taylor that yesterday from CBS Sports. He was like, you know what's causing that, right? You know you can slow down. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a baseball guy. The idea of going back to back to back sounded awesome. And he started cracking up. You just uh, got the dog in you. I, I got a little dog in me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I also, I, this was one thing I haven't gotten to yet. Just complete sidebar conversation real quick. You saw the news that Peacock will have exclusive rights to stream a wild card playoff game next season, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. A lot of folks believe that this is the next step toward a pay-per-view Super Bowl. I'll be real with you. The only way that I would ever watch a pay-per-view Super Bowl is if my employer paid for it. I'm serious about this. Like, yeah. as a, I'm not paying $60, $75 for the Super Bowl. Oh, just for the Super Bowl only? Right. I was going to say, well, I don't, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. I have Peacock, but yeah, if it's for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, and I don't know if that's true or not. Time will tell, but there are a lot of people in the industry who think that you know, this is the next step toward a, a pay-per-view Super Bowl. I think the NFL realizes that that would be like they can get away with a lot. 
that might be a step too far, just cons- especially considering the numbers that yeah, they've bro, been Yeah, but bro, they're hitting. putting playoff games now on streaming app. They're putting it on Peacock. But that comes with a standard subscription. Like, I could get the game on Peacock with my standard subscription. Mm. So it's not a problem. All right. HJ says, KB, stop the cap. You'll pay. No, I said, I'll make my employer pay. That's what I said. Hear that, Jeff? I mean, seriously. Because here's the point. And I'm a sports talk radio host. That's what I'm saying. And this is my job. So how many ran, how many regular folks every day that are sports fans, but they do other things and have other interests? Hey, you got to pay 75 bucks for the Super Bowl. No shot. No shot. All right, we got to catch you up on what you've missed. It's time for the Rewind. <laughs> By the way, U.S. Marine Corps Dave said, hey, y'all, I don't have any comments today. Just want to say entertaining show. Thank you. <laughs> Dave, you're the man. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we got to go back to where are we going, Smoke? Hour number one. Hour number one. Oh, yeah. It's not a guest. I don't think we've ever done this before. Rarely. Very rare. I don't think we've ever done this before. Maybe a blue moon. Once in a blue moon, we've done it. Caller Susie. She uh, she rang us to talk about the Hornets raising season ticket prices. She told us that she was a bail bondsman out on a, uh, well, I thought it was a chase then. And so after we talked about the Hornets, I asked her to tell us her craziest bail bond story. Here it is. Uh, this girl, this girl, this little skinny girl, she went, I mean, you know, we knew she was inside this little little trailer in a trailer park, right? Mm-hmm. So she decides that she's going to run from us. So we're we're surrounded. At she can't go anywhere. So she goes in the bathroom, and you know how small the bathroom window was in that little trailer. Like you know, uh, it'd be hard for a baby to crawl through it. She actually squirmed through that thing like halfway and got stuck. Well, she didn't want to stop, so we had to tase her. So t- when we tased her, it hit her pocketbook and bounced off. So she kept crawling. <laughs> she got through that little window. <laughs> And I, Did you catch her? We were just standing there looking and saying, good job, girl. Good job. <laughs> Susie, please call us at least once a week moving forward. Later in the show, Luke DeCock, Raleigh News and Observer. Now, we yelled at each other a little bit today. If you missed it and you want to hear KB get worked up and yell at a guest a little bit, argue with a guest, check out Luke DeCock from earlier today. But here he is on if the Big 12 has been gaming the net ranking system. So did the Big 12 game the system? No. The system is pumping out what it's supposed to pump out. If the Big 12 beats up on a bunch of bad teams, that actually means that those teams are probably pretty good. And if the ACC wanted a better net rating for its team, it should win its the game against bad teams by more and win good games against good teams. Well, well, ACC did not win a ton of games against good teams in non-conference. It avoided bad losses. Well, hold on, hold but on. it also didn't go run around blowing people out. Well, so no, no, I, I hear you. The system is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And if you if you look at if you compare conferences net rankings with their Ken Palm efficiency averages, whatever, and a guy I retweeted this this afternoon, you can go look at it on Twitter. The Big Twelve is not gaining the system. Yeah, then we yelled at each other. Um, I disagree with him on certain aspects. He said, well, the math is the math. Well, the science was the science in 2020, and the science is different in 2023. Was that too spicy for you? So when you say the math, it's just a a model. It's a group of equations that were put together by a committee that decided this is the right way to do it. It's just the math they use. It's not the definitive, all-knowing, all-being best math. As Steve Forbes said last week, the metric sucks. I don't like – when you've got the Big 12 with six teams – in the top 50 of the net ratings, who have a non-conference schedule rated 250 or worse, and the ACC has zero, yet the ACC is also 9-3 and three against the Big 12 this year, the perceived best conference in America? You can't tell me that doesn't matter. 
or that the math isn't skewed. Sorry if I don't love the math all the time just because it's the math. Um, later in the show. And finally, and I just got rid of it. Don't worry about it. We got to go. Well, you'll have to go find out for yourself. That's the rewind. to look back into the show each and every day as we wrap things up as a reminder to get us wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. We'd appreciate the support. Let's tip our caps and get out of here. Smoke, what you got? Got to tip my cap to Susie. It's sometimes fun to have just a random call like that on, on this show. I'm going to tip my cap to uh, Gary from King, North Carolina, who uh, does not. Woman can't do nothing better than men. It's a fake text line. Gary, I love you, buddy. Looking forward to our conversation tomorrow. Uh, Hornets pregame, top of the hour. Until then, for Smoke, I'm KB. This is Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You're going to be dead in 100 years anyway. Live dangerously. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.